MSW Media. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was fresh into town and still feeling human as I hunkered down at the carousel bar off the main lobby of the Hotel Montleone in New Orleans' French Quarter. By force of habit, I did a spot survey of who I was drinking with. I always like to check out my temporary family before I get soused with them. Guy sitting one stool over was in his mid-fifties wearing a tie-dyed t-shirt that read, Love Sucks, True Love Swallows. From the brown stain slightly obscuring the lettering, I put him on Jack and Coke's. As I soon confirmed, he was downing two for every Louis Armstrong song. And Louis Armstrong is all they play at the carousel bar. It was 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, pretty close to this guy's bedtime. He turned and looked at me, or at least tried to. His pupils were swimming in opposite directions, the old reverse cross-eye. I'd seen it before, of course, sometimes in the mirror. Call it an occupational hazard. After taking a long, contemplative drag off of one of the two marbles he had going simultaneously, he croaked, If alcohol kills millions of fucking brain cells, how come it never kills the ones that make me want to drink? This turned out to be an entirely appropriate introduction to the 2009 Tales of the Cocktail Festival, the annual Bacchanal that puts representatives from the world's biggest liquor brands in the same room with the world's biggest celebrity bartenders and the industry's most notorious journalists-slash-charity cases. Still not sure which side of that equation I fall on. It's the place where the big business of big booze gets done over many, many libations. That was uh, from a book I wrote called Living Loaded, chapter about Tales of the Cocktail, which is happening right now in New Orleans as we speak, or as I speak anyway. Didn't make it this year. I was down there last year, but I uh, couldn't do it. Like, I, I just I don't think I could stand the heat hot down there in New Orleans. But it is probably the biggest cocktail festival maybe in the world, uh, in America for sure. And uh, I got a lot of friends down there, missing them. But uh, anyway, in honor of tales happening, what I thought I would do is this. The aforementioned book, Living Loaded, the idea I had for that book was um, that at the beginning of each chapter, uh, I'd have a uh, bartender, a well-known bartender, uh, create a drink specifically to pair with that chapter. So I reached out and implored some of my friends in the industry to help out, and, and they were all gracious enough to do so, including my good friend Jeffrey Morgenthaler from the Portland, Oregon area. Jeffrey's a very uh, well-known, esteemed, brilliant maker of cocktails. So I said, hey, man, I need a drink for Chapter 8, which is called There's Enough for Everybody and You Can Never Get Too Much of It. Chronicles My Adventures at Tales of the Cocktail back in 2009. And Jeff came up with a drink. 
that he dubbed the punch in the mouth. This is an original Jeffrey Morgenthaler creation. I'm going to share it with you right now. So get out a pen and paper. Gonna wanna, you're going to want to try this one. I actually whipped it up last night. I had not had it since in over 10 years, but I, I wanted to make sure that it still held up. And oh man, is this a good drink. Okay, here's what you're going to need. You're going to need an ounce of bourbon, dealer's choice, a half ounce of Jamaican rum, again, dealer's choice, half ounce of maple syrup, two ounces of half and half, and two dashes of vanilla extract. What you're going to do is shake all of those ingredients with ice and strain into an ice-filled old-fashioned glass. Dust it with cinnamon and nutmeg, and then sip in place of anything resembling a nutritious breakfast. Here's what Jeffrey wrote about the drink and, and why he chose this one to pair with the chapter, okay? He said, drinking in New Orleans requires the constitution of a warrior. You're up until the wee hours, deep in the knowledge that you'll be starting all over again before you've had more than a few hours to compose yourself. Drinking in New Orleans with Dan Dunn requires a little creativity as he's a hard-charging son-of-a-bitch boozer with a bottomless expense account. I wish. Back in the day, I guess. Back then I did when I was writing for Playboy, but not anymore. Jeff continues. In order to keep up with Mr. Dunn, whose appetite for trouble seemingly knows no bounds, I found it essential to fortify my belly in the morning. So I came up with this seemingly innocuous libation based on the great granddaddy of New Orleans breakfast beverages, the Brandy Milk Punch. Dan and I have spent many a morning in bars all over New Orleans, sipping this one in lieu of, say, that case of beer by the pool with the nymphomani- <laughs> nymphomaniac bikini models that he's always promising. It's probably for the best anyway. Everyone knows bikini models can't hold their liquor. Or at least Dan and I know it. Jeffrey Morgenthaler. What a guy. Love you, Jeff. Uh, Try that drink, everybody. I mean it. I mean it. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Later in the program, I'm going to be talking to Cody Cannon. He's the uh, lead singer of a band called Whiskey Myers, and they've got a... uh, a bourbon out called Uncle Chicken's Sippin' Whiskey. Be chatting up Cody. And uh, that's something you don't want to miss, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of missing things, did, did you guys celebrate National Tequila today? It's July 24th. It, yeah, just, just passed. Uh, boy, a whole lot of people get into the spirit of that prestigious holiday. And, and of course, nobody knows agave spirits better than Kendall Jenner proprietor of 818 Tequila, and Chris Jenner, who's the mother of the proprietor of 818 Tequila. They put out a video last week in which they whipped up some classic cocktails with an 818 twist, as Kendall put it. I, for one, found it very enlightening, so much so that I want to share a few highlights with you now. You ready? We're going to make a Tom Collins, a Cosmo, and an Old Fashioned, all with tequila. Do you know what's inside of these? Okay, so I think I know. First of all, a Tom Collins is something that we drank when I was young and... Young and thriving. Yeah. So I think it was vodka and something else. Chris Jenner isn't wrong either. 
Tom Collins is made with something else. Gin, not vodka. And lemon juice and simple syrup and club soda. Again, Chris admitted she drank those when she was young and thriving. Not old and hung up on details like me. Oh, I feel like I'm on a Sex in the City episode. You know, watching this video is making me feel like I'm on a Sex in the City episode, too. The one where Mr. Big keels over and dies. And in this case, I'm Mr. Big. Mmm. Delish. Okay. It's very refreshing. It is. It's actually really nice. And you know what I like about it? Didn't it's like so cold. For all you aspiring bartenders out there, Chris Jenner brings up a good point. When making a cocktail with 818 tequila as the base, what you want to do is serve it really, really cold so as to numb the palate, thus masking some of 818's more odious notes, which is to say all of them. All of the notes. Here's to yeah. 818. Here, here. Go-to garnish. Oh, lime. Also cucumber. Because I love cucumber right now, oh, and I love a cucumber. with you and a good cucumber, a Kenny. Cu it, oh, I feel attacked. Now, I can see why Kendall feels attacked, because mom is really pouring on the sexual innuendo pretty heavily. You love a good cucumber, don't you, Kendall? Don't you? Cucumbers. Oh, behave. Loved I have it. pictures of me and all my friends sitting at a table in Tijuana. Okay, so Chris is officially on fire at this point. In fact, they even inserted photos of her many, many years ago with her girlfriends in like tiny bikinis down in Tijuana. I can't take it. I love this so much. That was so fun. I'll tell you my personal so favorite. Much fun. If okay. you want to tell me yours okay. after. Honestly, I loved all of it. Every friggin' moment. Cheers. Cheers. I love you, Kendall. I've had the best day with I've, you, Mom. Me too. Ever. Cheers to us. Cheers to us. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to us. We shook it up, kids. We sure did, Mom. Can I call you Mom? Here's to yeah. 818. Here's to 818. I love you too. I really do. Summer is upon us, friends, and summer is the time for sipping on cold, refreshing cocktails made with the best ingredients. If I've said it once, I've said it a gajillion times. You can buy the best spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home, but if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. That's why I am all about Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of master mixologists into your home. They feature a bunch of unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. All of the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. None! And right now, Fresh Victor is offering a summertime special exclusively for you, dear listener. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code FVDAN20. That's Fresh Victor. FVDAN20 to get 20% off your order. Now's the time to bust out the bikinis and bathing suits and to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. Hello. There are many ways to use the Bartles and James premium wine cooler. One lady in Massachusetts even uses it to make bread. Well, Ed suggests an even better idea is to use it as a topping. For example, as a topping for ice. This is quick and easy to do, and will not only improve the flavor of ice considerably, but will make it more attractive as well. So if you're tired of having your ice just plain, add some Bartles and James. We hope you appreciate this suggestion, and thank you for your support. Joining me now, 
a member of a fantastic band that hails from Palestine, Texas, called Whiskey Myers, who in addition to making great music, have partnered with the award-winning distillers at Bespoken to make their own straight bourbon, Uncle Chicken's Sippin' Whiskey. Cody Cannon, how are you, man? All right, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, welcome to the show. You, you're, you're joining a, a esteemed group of native Texans who uh, love bourbon and have appeared on this show. We got uh, McConaughey, Scoot McNary, Paul Cawthon, Shaky Graves, among others. I can tell you're thrilled. Yeah, man, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to be on. I've, I've got the whiskey right here, and I, I want to ask you first off, who's Uncle Chicken? Um, it's kind of a buddy of ours, Uncle. We uh, We just thought it was a super cool name, and so... That's kind of why we called it that, kind of throwback to East Texas deal. Why bourbon? Um, I don't We just wanted to do it. It was something we've wanted to do for a while. We kind of dabble with it and have one, and we wanted to uh, get it right this time. You know what I mean? And I think we did. Speaking of getting it right, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the flavor profile of the whiskey. What are people going to get when they try this? I just think it's really smooth, man. Um that's that's the kind of thing I, that I that I get from it. I'm not a I'm not a genius or any kind of professional on the paper profile and stuff, but it's a super smooth whiskey, man. Well, it's made with uh, the mash bill's got 75 percent corn, so you're going to get some wheat, uh, little sweetness in there. It's about 21 percent rye that adds a little pepper. I personally really enjoying this easy drinking whiskey. It's uh, I'm getting some almond flavor in there, a little dried fruit spice. It's a, it's a this is a good session sipping whiskey it is a sipping whiskey man now how did you connect with uh bespoken um through management i mean that's usually how we connect with people they kind of came to us and it was something that we were looking to do and uh we were we were just kind of into it man we kind of hit it off and we decided to do this project together bespoken is an interesting company because what they've sort of become very good at is a thing called tailored wood finishing. So they're putting the liquid into a thing called an activator, a lot of heat and pressure applied. Basically, they're condensing the aging process from years into a few days, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Now, one of the partners at Bespoken is the MLB Hall of Famer, Derek Jeter. He's the the captain. Has he given you a, a personal review of Uncle Chicken? Not that I know of, man, maybe. You don't even know if he's at it yet. <laughs> yeah, it'd be super cool if he did, man. Now, when you're when you're on the road, you tell me, right, we told me before we got on the air, you're in Iowa now touring. Do you partake when you're when you're when you're playing? You can have a little whiskey before you go on or during or after or all of the above? Um, not too much before anymore. In our younger days, we would uh kind of throw down before uh I might have a little nightcap after, but uh, I ain't like drinking a bottle of whiskey or no shit before I go on stage these days. That ain't happening. Because <laughs> you guys have been at it for what? Almost 20 years now, right? Yeah, I think it's 17. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but it's not quite 20 yet, but we're almost getting there. We've been doing it basically our whole adult lives. You know, we've been touring some 
you uh, can't drink whiskey before every show if you've been doing it that long. <laughs> get, yeah, there's a there's a bill to be paid for that, I guess, if you keep it going. But um, I, I've been listening to music, man. I'm, I'm really digging it. Let me preface this by saying I don't see you as a country band or traditional Southern rock band or roots rock. It's, it's kind of hard to pin down a specific genre. And frankly, why would we, right? But But certainly country music has greatly influenced Whiskey Myers. And I'm wondering, whiskey features so prominently in songs throughout the history of country music. And I'm wondering, why don't country acts write more songs about wine spritzers, vodka sodas? Why <laughs> Why the fascination with whiskey? I don't know, man. I try not to write about alcohol at all in my songs because uh, everybody writes about it all the time. Yeah. So I've done a pretty good job over the last few years not trying to mention any cliche shit. You're doing a great job. I mean, well, all right, let's talk about the songs. I mean, I've been walking my dog all week, and every, I'm listening to all your music, but the, the latest album, Torneo, first off, man, I love that it starts off. you got a lot of great horn arrangement. It kind of starts off with a, a little horn number called Torneo. And then the song John Wayne. I'm really, really digging this song, and i got to ask you, man, when you sing in that song that you're about to get in the zone, you mean – you're going to get stoned, right? Or am I misreading this? Yeah, you, you could you could, you could could probably say that. But I think just getting in the zone is like also the state of flow of rapping music. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I was uh, I'm about to get in the zone. Yeah, I was talking about writing. I was just, uh, that, that was the words that came out when I was writing it. You know, the lyrics were pretty cool and stuff and it was all flowing. So I was like, I'm about to get in the zone and just write this song. But, right. you, you know, you, you kind of, everybody kind of takes it differently. So you guys are still an independent band. You're not on a unsigned. You're doing your own thing. Always, always have been. Probably always will be. How do you do that? How have you managed to to succeed at the level you have without having that label muscle behind you? A lot of hard work, man. A lot of hard work. A lot of years on the road. We always wanted to kind of do it our way. Didn't want a boss. You know, that's what you're kind of getting with a record label anyway. Why the hell would I want a boss? Um, just, just years, man, of pounding the pavement and playing shows um, and always being independent and owning our stuff. Uh, now, I don't know how we got this much success doing that. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a different world, too. You know, you have social media and things like that. You don't have to have those main avenues uh, to reach as many people, I think, these days. But uh, we're just hard-headed. We, want, we like doing shit our own way. And certainly the the exposure on Yellowstone helped. Uh, you guys had a, it was Stone was the first song that they put on. You, you've been featured countless times now, not countless, but up to close to 10 times on that show. But being on that show, I think, raised the exposure certainly in a way that is putting asses in seats, right? Yeah, for sure. So we had never been like an independent band and not, going after major radio play and stuff like that. We had never had an opportunity to have millions and millions of people to see us all at one time. And then that's what this show did for us. It gave us a platform to reach that many people, you know, instantaneously. So you're on the road. Uh, how much touring are you doing? Is it just constant? Um, yeah, right now in the summer, it's a lot. So uh, I think I'll go home for a couple of days at the end of the month, and then we're right back out. But uh, fall and winter usually is our slow time. And uh, the end of spring, summer, into the early fall is when we're, we're really getting after it. Now, in terms of the whiskey, how is it 
doing for you so far? It's good, man. It just came out. People dig it. You know, that's kind of my thing. If if people like it, that that's what matters to me. That's kind of like the music. You know, if people dig it, it's good enough for me. And and so everybody knows out there what we're talking about in terms of uh, the uh, the whiskey itself. It's a forty seven percent ABV. That's ninety four proof. Uh, sixty bucks a bottle, which I think is about the right price for this thing for a seven fifty milliliter bottle, is available uh, everywhere. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy, man. I can tell you about the music and the name and, and shit like that. <laughs> I can tell you about what stores are in and stuff. <laughs> Wait, you mean you, you don't have any you can send me? Or you can't write you to get a bottle? Um, <laughs> we, we can we can send you some for sure. I got, hey man, right here. Look at that. There it is. I love the love the yeah. bottle. Look at there too, and. Uh, the name's great. It's a lot of fun. Like your music, it's uh, it's good for the soul, I think, my friend. Um, Cody, I appreciate you. you taking the time. Man, I know you're on the road. I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, thanks for making great music, great whiskey, and uh, being here on the show. I appreciate it, man. Some of my favorite summertime cocktails are whiskey-based. The mint julep, a gold rush, a paper plane, and the whiskey I turn to as the base in those cocktails is Rabbit Hole. They make bourbon and rye in extremely small batches at their wonderful distillery in Louisville, Kentucky. Rabbit Hole's recipes are totally unique and were created by their founder, Bourbon Hall of Famer Cave Zamanian, who spares no expense in making great whiskey. Cave and his team have their own cooking methods and use top-of-the-line grains. They never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood-fired, which almost nobody else in the business does. Trust me on this. What you end up with is a line of bourbon and rye with these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. The forecast for this summer is hot, 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 and I, for one, plan to cool down with some refreshing cocktails made with rabbit hole. Please, my friends, come join me. He's a man of few words, that Cody Cannon. <laughs> some interviews are easier than others, but uh, you know what? When you're in a band as talented as his band, Whiskey Myers, you, you know, you let the music do the talking. And uh, I actually really enjoyed their whiskey as well. So, there you have it. Uh, speaking of drinking, bring this thing home with uh, little drinks of the week. Let's roll it. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. Drinks, drinks, drinks of the week. It's what we're drinking with Dan Dunn's. Drinks of the week. Jazz hands. I got two things to tell you about today. We're going to start with... Nosotros Tequila and Mezcal. Now, this is a company who's based here in Venice, California, where I live. Obviously, they're making the tequila in Mexico, which you have to do by law. Carlos Soto started Nosotros. Nosotros, by the way, means we. We. We like us, we, not we like P. He started this when he immigrated from Costa Rica to the U.S. to go to college and now he was recognized in 2023 as a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur. Congratulations, Carlos. I guess this was a college assignment and turned into something. The Blanco won best tequila at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, catapulting Nosotros into the spotlight. Now, they've got a bunch of different expressions. I've tried them. Uh, the Blanco which is a $45 a bottle. It's very citrusy and herbal with some lively peppery notes. Tequila geeks out there, you can take note that the agave is cooked in a brick oven for 60 hours rather than uh, using a diffuser. 
I got a Reposado, 50 bucks. It's aged in white oak barrels. Uh, most of Latskiel's aged in, in darker uh, red oak barrels, but this is in white oak and gives a little softness to it. It's also aged a little bit longer. Reposado, as we know, uh, by definition, is from two months to 12 months. That, with anything in that age range is a Reposado. They, they go 11 months, so right up to the end. Get a little butterscotch in there, some honey cinnamon. I like it. The Mezcal 70 bucks a bottle made with a blend of Espadine and uh, Tobola agaves. You know, we've talked extensively on this show about the different types of agave you can use in Mezcal. Uh, very delicate, not overly smoky. I f- found it very mildly smoky. Then they have a, uh, an expression called Madeira. Madeira means wood. Obviously, $140 a bottle for that one. Um, I liked it. I don't know if I'd love it at 140 but, you know, it's good. And then they've got a cider-aged Añejo, very unusual spirit, and very interesting uh, to check, worth checking out if you got the cash. It's 325 bucks a bottle. This is a very exclusive release, obviously. They only made 1,500 bottles. That's why it's so expensive. And it also tastes great. It's, um, they took that Madeira, and then they aged it and finished it in cider barrels. You don't get a lot of that. Uh, they get a little apple finish in there, a little sandalwood, some almond going on. Again, it's $325. I don't know if you want to drop that kind of money, but if you have it, this is going to be one of the more unusual bottles in your collection. I'll say that. He does a thing where they, they blend, Carlos does this thing where they blend 50-50 with Highland and Lowland Agave. That's, that's, that's also unusual. The distillery where they make the spirit is LGBTQ plus woman owned. I know that means a lot to some people out there and me. So, you know, you got that going for you. And also very earth first sustainability initiatives going on there. hundred percent recycled glass bottles. They were removing pounds of glass from landfill, uh, from landfills. They, they emit lower CO2 levels or air pollution, all going down. The other thing is they donate proceeds from their online sales to the Toucan Rescue Ranch in Costa Rica. Toucan Sam was one of my childhood the cereal. They're saving Toucan Sam and his brethren and, and women. What's the word for brethren? Femurin? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, there you go. Eco-friendly brand. And then, uh, next up, we got a whiskey from our friends at Frey Ranch. You know, I love Frey Ranch. I've talked about their, their spirits on, on the show before. They got a new one out called Farm Strength Uncut Bourbon. This is bottled at cask strength. That's 124.3 proof. Bam! Knock you on your ass, this whiskey. It's non-chill filtered. Small batch whiskey made with grains that are grown, harvested, milled, and distilled at the Frey Ranch Farm in Nevada. It's a family farm. They've been doing this for generations. Good people. They age it for five years using the same mash bill as their flagship four-grain straight bourbon whiskey. So that's 66.6% dent corn, 10% winter wheat, 11.4% winter rye, and 12% two-row barley. Write that down. It's important. Again, cast-strength bourbon. So this is a departure from Frey Ranch's flagship 90-proof whiskey. The farm strength uncut comes correct 
with some serious notes of caramel, caramel corn, really, like you bet the fair. I got that on the nose. And I tasted it repeatedly. And I got butter cake with vanilla frosting, peaches, orange soda, a scooch and nutmeg. There's a scooch. Scoochy. Some smoke on the finish and a hint of cherry pie. She's my cherry pie. Remember that tune? I do. Janie Lane. Warrant. Uh, the, it's available in California, Nevada, and at the Frey Ranch Tasting Room. Online at FreyRanch.com. That's F-R-E-Y Ranch.com. Uh, Frey Ranch uh, Farm Strength Uncut Bourbon. Cost $79.99, also known as $80 per bottle. Uh, they're going to be expanding their footprint this year to Arizona, Ohio, and Georgia as well. Now, as with everything we recommend on Drinks of the Week, these are not paid endorsements. And the opinions expressed here are mine and mine alone. Unless you share them. Then I guess they're yours too. <laughs> yeah. I encourage you to drink responsibly and of course, of course, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself. While you're still in the pink The years go by As quickly as a wink Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself It's later than you think That's going to do it for the show. I want to thank uh, Kendall Jenner and Chris Jenner for providing some entertainment. Of course, Cody Cannon, Whiskey Myers, great band. Check them out if you haven't already. Check out the, the Uncle Chickens sipping whiskey. And uh, I invite you to follow me at The Imbiber on Instagram and threads. And uh, the podcast is at WWD underscore podcast. And folks, that's all I got. Till next time. Peace. <laughs>